Hello, welcome to Lux Christus. I'm your host, Owen, and you're listening to the beginning of a series called Bringing Every Thought Captive, where we explore issues of worldview and seek to follow the instruction of the Apostle Paul in destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5 For this season, my guest and I will be dealing with the question about race and justice, and how Christians should think through social justice ideologies. Are they good? Are they bad? What truth is mixed in? And how should we think about justice? What is justice? So with no further ado, welcome our guest, Pastor Zach. Can you tell us about yourself? Well, hey, yeah. So my name is Zach. I'm a pastor. I'm actually... Um, I, I'm basically a missions pastor, and I get to help oversee the various things that our church does, both on a global scale and a local scale. So that's just a quick gist. But I'm, I'm passionate about Christians engaging and doing stuff, but it's got to be based in truth. It's got to mm-hmm. be based in God's Word. So that's just my little quick intro. So I guess the first question is, why are we here talking about social justice and all this stuff? Why is it important? Um, Is it really that important to talk about, I guess, is the question. Well, I mean, I would say since it's become important now to the world to use that term social justice and for it to be used in a way that I think is appealing to Christians in a way that, um, well, it appeals to an aspect of Christianity that's true. Mm-hmm. And so I do think it's important for us to be talking about this because we're talking when we're talking about things like justice. If we don't have the right starting point, uh, we're gonna kind of go all over. The, we can go all over the board, and so. I think it's important for us to be talking about it because it's the world is interested right now. And so for us to be able to step in and help kind of provide that good picture, that true picture of what justice is, is probably a reason why we should be starting to have these discussions. Or I guess people have been having them, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I guess then the question is like, so what's the difference between, like what is the problem? Is there a difference between this quote-unquote social justice and the justice of the Bible? Like, where does the rubber meet the road, so to say? Um, Well, I I think part of what needs to be kind of acknowledged is there's a worldview difference. Mm -hmm. And so taking it a step back from the conversation of justice and even just talking about worldview, because... How, like, you know, worldview is kind of, it, it, you know, there's a lot of ways of describing it. It's the way you look at the world. It's the way you, how you see the world. Um, you know, Thaddeus Williams, who wrote the book, Confronting Injustice Without Compromising Truth. I'm going to oversimplify it because I, I, that's just how I work, right? But he, he, one of the ways he said that you can kind of tell, like, a worldview thing is it's your outrage meter type thing. It's like, what's going to get you outraged? So, you know, it's so you look at things and it helps determine whether or not you're going to be happy, you know, joyful, you're going to find peace, or it's going to create anger, rage for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and that's just like one aspect of it that he was kind of alluding to. But uh, the the idea of like worldview, I think is something we need to be talking about even before we kind of talk about 
justice stuff because if you look up the definition of social justice or you look up organizations that talk about social justice, they'll have, there will be tons of definitions. There'll be, you know, you might have some Christian organizations that are going to say, oh yeah, social justice is based off of God's word. Um, and they may, they might not explain what that means, but they'll just kind of loosely say that it ties you. But then you'll, you'll find everything to as extreme as stuff that is, basically saying like capital we need to tear down capitalism and you know hegemony and all these things that um like aren't even necessarily sometimes they're not clear sometimes they're not really unjust depending on who you ask so it's like oh income inequality some people say that's unjust some people say it's unjust or some people yeah some people say it's unjust others say it's not unjust there we go um, you know, that's just one example or, you know, there's differences in outcomes that people have. Like, is that a result of injustice or is that not injustice? Mm. And so before we start saying, defining what you're even kind of jumping into this conversation, I think the worldview discussion helps define what justice is. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah, I think the worldview component is essential because even if you bring up something like justice, it's all defined in terms of like your worldview. So I guess then uh, just discussing what is that like, what is the different worldview and why just kind of what you want to go into when it comes to the differences between those worldviews. Because I think there is a difference that um, we can often attack the fruit rather than go to the root of like Bingo. the reason. And so uh, just kind of talking about where does this stuff find its root and, and why and where does it conflict? Well, yeah, I, I, and I would agree, like finding the root is probably useful. Um, I think part of the challenge is, so like when we're, you're, you're talking about some of these things that are like, we're talking about social justice and there's a lot of buzzwords that get thrown around. So things that, you know, could be uh, like, whether it's, you know, CRT is a, mm. a common one, like you know, both sides kind of view it in, in a certain way. Um, and the reality is like sometimes these buzzwords aren't helpful. So it's like getting to the root, getting to these ideas, but even it's like getting to the root of some of these ideas that are in social justice. It's like people will call it like cultural Marxism, some of these things. And so the root is in Marxism. It's in this sec, you know, like secular Marxist kind of worldview. And while it may be true, the problem is we've got Christians that are buying, that have bought into this and they've wedded it to a Christian worldview. And so is, is that world, is these, are these ideas that have started somewhere else um, compatible? And so what kind of, you know, people's like, well, it doesn't, you know, it's like, look, the reality is, yeah, sure, this person was secular, or this person was Marxist, but what they said is true. So let's, you know, roll with it. And I, I think rather than trying to figure out, okay, where these false ideas come from, like we can theorize on it, but part of the, what happens with these discussions is people like that hold to some of these ideas that we would disagree with. They say, well, no, it doesn't come from Marxism or cultural Marxism. But then when you, you know, it's like you kind of peel back the layers and you're like, okay, well, this idea that we're, that I'm saying is a bad idea, that I'm saying is coming from culture, like reflects cultural Marxism. Let's throw out the cultural Marxism discussion. 
do you think this is a bad idea? Well, no, it's blatantly true. It's a good idea. So we've wasted all this time trying to label whether this idea is like Marxist or it's coming from a Marxist worldview rather than like, hey, let's just address this idea. Um, so as it relates to CRT or some of these other kind of, um, you know, like, oh, what's, what's another what's another buzzword that woke, woke you know, we have CRT, woke. Um, like uh, intersectionality. Interse- well, in- intersectionality is more of a specific idea, yeah. but um, what's the, you know, yeah, either way, you get the point. Yeah. So like some of those things, we can argue about the origins of it, and you and I might agree mm-hmm. on some of the, especially the secular nature of some of these things, but there will be people who say that like the ideas, and so they'll reject that, or they'll try to argue about the nature of it, and it's like, Let's just not argue about the nature yeah. as much as the ideas. But to be able to evaluate the ideas, we have to have a starting point. Mm. So that's where the biblical worldview comes in. It's that lens that you know we put on to look at things. And and you know, as Thaddeus Williams had kind of said, he, it's like that outrage kind of helps you kind of determine what's to be outraged at. So if you're looking. If you've got a lens, like a worldview that tells you that everyone should get everything equal, like that's somehow built into that worldview that it's wrong for there to be differences of outcomes. When you look around our country and you look around our society and you see that there's income inequality or there's differences in outcomes, like why are these these kids here having so many more, you know, know, whatever, it's crime, negative outcomes, while these kids over here are experiencing more positive outcomes, well, that's going to outrage you. That's going to create outrage. It's going to create anger and say, this is wrong. But that's because of the lens you've put on. Hmm. And so being able to take a step back and evaluate, it's like, what lens are we putting on? What lens are we looking at these things through? Is going to kind of help determine really, you know, how we see some of these cultural things playing out. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I like the idea of like what you get angry at and kind of that kind of thing showing your like fundamental worldviews. Then I guess the question is like, we kind of mentioned the like presupposition about like inequality and that kind of stuff. So like what is, what ideas then are we kind of dealing with and what do we want to tackle first, I guess, is the, or where do you want to go with? I I would say even, it's like, let's look at the idea of justice. Hmm. What what are some kind of biblical principles that we can look at that kind of help us kind of identify, determine what is um, what's just, what's just mm-hmm. and unjust? And so um, I think there's a lot of like you know there's people over throughout history that have determined or kind of defined justice in this idea of giving people what's due to them. You know, that's been one kind of way it's giving a person what's due. So whether it's the positive or the negative, I worked for eight hours, so giving me my payment for eight hours. Or, hey, I stole from you, so now I have to give back to you what's due. And, and you know, in, in the Bible, at least in the Old Testament, when they, they had these laws in place, it wasn't just that you gave actually you weren't arrested and put in prison you were required to work and pay back and then pay back extra so it wasn't just that like okay you know if i stole 
one ox, I had to find a way to get another ox back. I had to give like two oxes back or whatever it was. So you had to pay extra to kind of uh, compensate. And yeah. so um, there's an aspect of it where, you, you know, people have defined it that way. I think a lot of the, the words or one of the words that's used in the Old Testament for it, and I'm, I don't know, Hebrew person, so I might butcher the pronunciation, but like tzedek, uh the idea, I mean, it's actually the same word that's used for righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so, at least conceptually, it's this idea that things are conforming to God's standard, God's design, God's calling. And so, you know, when we, we can kind of, part of the, part of my beef with a lot of the discussions is, so we want to focus on justice, but what we've done is we've kind of siloed it. So if Sadek is the umbrella term that, and it's talking about any kind of way that human behavior, institutions, etc., are conform the idea that they should be conforming to God's design, God's standard, then what sometimes what we get is there's like justice is just like a little sub silo of that. And I would I would equate it to like if we were to talk about soda, so soda is the overarching umbrella, mm. but then there's different types of soda. So there's and so like there, you know you could say there's like Coke, there's Sprite, there's Dr Pepper, there's Fanta. There's this wide variety of them. But if I were to just say hey, you know you want to go get a Fanta, but I'm talking about all soda, like I just what I I don't it's a uh, the logical fallacy of like part for the whole or whole for the part. I forget which one it is, but yeah. basically I'm discussing the whole or I'm discussing, I'm labeling the whole by one part of it. Mm-hmm. There we go. And so it's like calling all of this, this big umbrella of Sadek, I'm calling it justice, but really I'm only discussing one subsection of it. It's like, that's okay. But part of the problem is then we're, we're kind of like, we end up convoluting the discussion a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, okay, well, we, we start calling things that don't conform to God's standard that we don't like. We call it justice or injustice. And so then it's something we need to do in our society as like a political, it justifies it as a political action. But then if it's not something that we want to see done politically, then maybe we remove that into a different sphere. But it's still all the same concept. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, well, what laws do we want to reflect God's design, God's um, conformity to God's standard? And, and so it ends up becoming this picking and choosing thing. But the reality is Sadek, which could be justice, could be righteousness, you know, at, at large, Um, it's talking about conforming to God's standard, Mm -hmm. God's design. And so people may say, it's like, to use a a true fair example of injustice would be um, like racial prejudice, racial, and not just like in the head, in the mind, but hey, we're going to actually discriminate based off of race. And so looking at that and saying, hey, that's, that's rejecting the Imago Dei. Hmm. That's violating God's call for us to not be partial prejudice or partial partiality based off of some of these inconsequential um, characteristics of people. So that is like, yes, that's right. 
we should we should be rejecting that. But then, what about like a guy sleeping around? That's violating God's standard. That's violating God's design. Why aren't we calling that injustice, but we're calling this injustice? Hmm. Are there there not going to be consequences for this guy violating God's law? Yeah. And and like and let's like and honestly, part of the problem is like in my opinion, my opinion is that when we look at this, we're still in some ways like, well, he's not really harming anyone. He's you know he's I mean if it's, as long as it's all consenting relationships, sure he's violating God's law, but it's there's no harm. Well, a there's harm being done to his soul, but just because you don't see some of these consequences doesn't mean there's not consequences, and. Just and this is where I think the worldview discussion could maybe use another. I, I'm going to go back to the worldview one more time because I, I think there's an interesting thing that's been going on worldview wise. Um, so basically, for a long time, the idea of truth was united. Hmm. Um, there, whether it was moral truth, moral order, and natural like order, natural like truth about nature, it was all united. It was all viewed as truth, and it was, and you know, there's some truth you could be, you could uh, like test it out. You could like it was empirically testable, and then there's other truth that was given to us through divine revelation, and so, but that was still truth, and it was still equally true as. You know, Jesus, Jesus as the Son of God and died on the cross was equally as true as the sun, uh, the earth goes around the sun approximately every 24 hours, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, those, and they're empirically testable. And it was like, we could say, yes, that's true, but so is Jesus' death on the cross. We can mm -hmm. recognize that it's true. So when we view violating laws of nature, it's like, well, that's stupid. Like, why would you, like, you know, knowingly, willfully violate a law of nature? Like, if I'm on top of the building here, and it's like, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Gravity is not real, or I just don't care about gravity. It's a stupid law. I'm going to violate. I'm going to step off that bit, the top of the ledge. What's going to happen? Nothing good. I mean, best case scenario is I got some broken bones. Worst case scenario is possibly death. But we recognize that there's consequences of that. And... Why would we expect differently from some of the moral order? If we willfully and knowingly violate God's moral order, the way that God designed us to experience life, do we, why would we be surprised if there's consequences, even if we don't see them? Hmm. Yeah. I think I like what you mentioned, what you mentioned about like, I forget the Hebrew word, but whatever it was, and just maybe like... Sedek. Sedek, that's yeah, what it is. I mean, and maybe like, I don't know if this was part of your point, but just maybe the importance of having that a big Christian worldview that encompasses all of justice Amen. and all of righteousness. And so not just stopping at one thing, but having a, a Christian worldview so that whatever we look at, we can think of it in terms of that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bringing Every Thought Captive. If you enjoyed the episode, I recommend sharing it with people you know and following us on podcast or subscribing on YouTube. Thank you for listening, and may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all.